All right, you ready? You woke up pretty early in the morning today, did you? Yeah, dude, went snorkeling again, man. Shane saw a 10-foot, well, 9 to 10-foot uh, tiger shark, as did one of our other swimmers. Tiger shark? Yeah, tiger shark. While you were snorkeling yeah. this morning? I mean, I was like about 15 feet away from Shane. I didn't even see it. I'm just staring two feet in front of me. I was looking at little little new to branches. Well, don't become shark food. Be careful out there. Good morning and Aloha Piscateers. Thanks for having it dialed in to 88.5 KAKU KAKU, the voice of gravy. The voice of gravy indeed. We are biscuits and gravy. The best way to start your day. Right here on 88.5, the voice of Maui with biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy, we got radio smothered and covered on today's episode. We do. We're going to talk about porn star Johnny Sins and college mistakes. That's not the only porn star we're going to be talking about. We've got so much porn news to talk about, Chuck. And it's a lovely segment we call Morningwood with Vince Fody. Derp. We're going to finish off today's episode with a lovely segment where we prove that we are a nonprofit educational radio show. And that segment is called... Chuck Stuff, the knowledge, Buffalo. And I want to thank all our listeners for sending in their questions that I answer live right here on 88.5 in the Biscuit Bunker. Peak quarantine, baby. That's right. We're going to talk a little bit about food later. Vincent Fodi, have you ever talked about food on the radio? I love nothing more than talking about food on the radio. Because Biscuits and Gravy is, if anything... Cooking and comedy. Cooking and comedy. So we're going to plug some comedy shows, make a couple jokes, talk a little bit about cooking in Gluttony Club. Ooh, I love to stop on the gravy train. Ooh, that's the sound of the gravy train, everybody. Vince, are you ready to jump on the gravy train? I've never been more ready. All righty. As a matter of fact, I've got a correction to get us started right off the bat. Ooh, everybody, take your seats for the gravy train today. Last week, uh, we were listing off Ridley Scott movies. <laughs> Autumn in New York is not a Ridley Scott movie. Ridley Scott did not direct Autumn in New York. Nor did he direct The Abyss. Remember we were talking about The Abyss? Oh, right, where Ed Harris holds his breath at 2,800 feet below the surface. Right, it turns out The water. Abyss was directed by James Cameron, of oh, course. Oh, of course it was. Anything that involves going to the bottom of the ocean is going to be James Cameron. Yes. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, he films on set. <laughs> <laughs> good old James Cameron. Oh, that's good to know. Well, we but are. Ridley Scott did direct a lot of other cool stuff. Yep, like uh, Blade Runner, yeah. as we mentioned. Uh, Yo, they got Pro- some grade A nudity Prometheus. in Blade Runner. Prometheus, they really lacked on the nudity, especially they had Charlize Theron. Can Charlize Theron start showing her, her nudities? Char- Wait, Charlize Theron has she not been naked in anything? Not in Prometheus. That movie would have been so hot with a little bit more nudity into it. Was she naked in um, The Italian Job? <laughs> no. More on that on Morningwood But later. yeah, Rid- Ridley Scott directed The Martian, uh, all kinds of good stuff. Ooh, The Martian. He grows potatoes and poop on Mars. And spoiler so alert. We will be talking about a uh, another Ridley Scott joint during a spoiler alert today. Ooh, I love spoiler alert. That's towards the end of the gravy train today. But first of all, Chuck, I've got a question for you. What's your favorite Marvin Gaye song? Mm, it's probably... What's going on? What's going on? 
Thanks so much for asking, and thanks so much for tuning in to KAKU 88.5, the voice of Maui. This is the Biscuits and Gravy <laughs> Show. I am Chuck Sauce. He is Vincent Fody. 88.5. Yeah, we are live in the Biscuit Bunker. And There's still no radio. crocheting in your bathtub, at home or at work, wear a mask! <laughs> Even if you're just crocheting in your bathtub, you gotta wear a mask? Especially if you're crocheting in your bathtub. That's how you get waterboarded. Because your masks are probably made of crochet. So yeah, if you're crocheting... Don't have your mask made of crochet. Yeah, I'm gonna say a crocheted mask is probably not the most helpful mask. <laughs> I cut up an afghan and use that. <laughs> today's, show, today's show is brought to us by Lincoln's Links. Abe Lincoln <coughs> loves sausage and you will too. Get thinking, get Lincoln. Today's show is presented in part by Michael Douglas's Fur Burgers. Warning, may cause throat cancer. And also by Paul Simon's Insane Asylum. Still crazy after all these years? Do you feel your sanity <laughs> slip sliding away? away? You might want to check out Paul Simon's Insane Asylum. Paul Simon's Insane Asylums. Brought to you by KKU 88.5, The Voice. Of gravy. So, Chuck, are you feeling good on a Wednesday? I would say if I had to go on record about one dart and toot thing in my entire life. Is that you're feeling good on a Wednesday? I would say I'm feeling good on a Wednesday. And I ask all our listeners out there in La La Land, whether in the Lowe's parking lot or the Home Depot parking lot of downtown Kahului, thanks for getting it dialed in to 88.5. Now, did you hear the news about the uh, UFO over New Jersey? Of course, dude. And usually, New Jersey, being the trash state that it is, there's just so much pollution that anytime anyone looks up, it's an unidentified flying object. Partly because people from New Jersey are a bunch of dum-dums, but partly because it's very rare, New Jersey being the toxic waste dunch sewage capital of the armpit, it is. It's hard to see stars in New Jersey. Wow, really. harsh words about New Jersey. Have you been to New Jersey? This is quite tame. Um, I have been to New Jersey many times. You're from Philly. And I agree with everything you said. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make it any less scathing. <laughs> it took, Yeah, it turned out to be a Goodyear blimp, the UFO. Did you see that? Oh, is that what it was? No, yeah. I just immediately started blaming Obama. Which you is know me. It, which is weird timing because Trump just got into a feud with Goodyear. Do you remember ah! that? Yeah, dude. Last week he got into a, a feud with Goodyear. You think he's a Michelin man? Probably a Firestone guy, if anything. Um, you Firestone son of a bee. <laughs> you fired Stone. <laughs> right. There's the joke. <laughs> there it is. All right. Uh, what else has been going we got on? Out there. What else has been going on with you, Chad? And I. <sighs> I've been working like 37 and a half hours a week. Ugh, that's rough. Still too much. Dude, can robots take over the world? And I want to work like 26 hours a week. Yeah. That's like the exact amount of work I want to actually do. That's a great thing. Like in, in a lot of states, you have to work like 40 hours a week somewhere to get benefits. But in Hawaii, yeah, just they're to like... exist as an individual, you need to work at least 40 hours a week. Yeah, but in Hawaii, they're just like, can you can you do 20 it's, I think it's down to 17 and a half, <laughs> which is Hawaii's just like, pl- can you please, can you work maybe like two hours a day? Yeah. Three hours a day. We'll give you, we'll give you health care. Right, what if I work four hours a day, four times a week? All right. One of those shows has to be five hours. Sold. <laughs> Sold. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not go crazy here. When I worked at Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. Making you want me to work five hours in a wage, row? I, uh, I was working like 19 hours a week, just plowing through my savings and getting free health care. It was great. Ah, oh, nothing beats. Do you remember um, when Chuck didn't work that much? Oh, the times are amazing. I do remember those days. Oh, uh, I've got some uh, I've got some Sinise Valise news for you. Ooh, baby. Next stop on the Biscuits and Gravy <laughs> train today is the Sinise Valise. 
Can you do any With other Vincent different Cody. different tones of the train whistle? I can, but I have heartburn today and a lot of coffee, you so just, I can't. You hold just have the to thing. cover up more of the holes. Uh, and then am it, I right? <laughs> <laughs> Is that better? I covered up more holes. <laughs> I guess so. I got higher. I that thought it would get sound lower. Sound different. Oh, that's kind of like whistle training. All right, so let's see. What's next on the gravy train? Uh, the Sinise Valise. I'm going to play into the for 90 minutes. The Sinise Valise is brought to us by Mark Ruffalo's Buffalo Wings, the best way to cure a Hulk-sized appetite. The Biscuits and Gravy Show presents The Sinise Valise. is brought to you in part by funding from Frank Capra's Capicola. Frank Capra's Capicola. It's a wonderful sandwich. <laughs> you don't have to go all the way to Washington for quality deli meats. Uh, and, of course, the Sinise Valise, is, as always, is brought to us by Gary Sinise's Guide to Being an Uncle. For nephews and nieces. Get Sinise's. You need Sinise's. So, have you heard about Gary Sinise in the news lately? Now, Gary Sinise, of course, whose family has fought and, and died in every single American war. Is that why he has the Gary Sinise Foundation where he supports veterans? That's right. Gary Sinise plays... In a band called the Lieutenant Dan Band. Lieutenant Dan Band. And he travels the globe solving mysteries and performing for the USO. In a, in the van? The in the Lieutenant Dan is, Band Band? Ah, the <laughs> Lieutenant Dan Van Band Band! Yeah! Um, so, <laughs> well, anyway. Reverend Sexy Pants <laughs> Gary Sinise. Who, who, by the way, narrates a lot of stuff in museums. Fantastic. He's an actor and a, and a professional museum narrator. Gary Sinise, you ready? He has <laughs> sold his house in the Calabasas. Oh. There's an area else of L.A. County called Calabasas. Calabasas. He sold, that's where all the asses. He sold his Calabasas house for $3.7 million. Oh, that's a low fixin'. Which is uh, over $100,000 more than what he paid for it. If, <laughs> if you want to... Buy a house that was formerly owned by museum narrator and actor extraordinaire Gary Sinise. All you need to do, scrape together 3.6, 3.7 mil. That's that's not that many biscuits. That's very doable. We're trying to do that. So if you want to donate to our <laughs> to our GoFundMe. That's thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. Uh, or you can, you can also donate to our OnlyFans. Where you can. <laughs> We will show you shirtless pictures of Chuck and, and I. And Cam Soda, where it's just pictures of me drinking soda. And <laughs> donate to our Patreon so we can buy Gary yeah. Sinise's Calabasas Mansion. Gary Sinise's Calabasas Mansion. You know, you can actually call and give us your credit card number, too, live on the <laughs> air or any time at the studio, and DJ Tony Two Tokes will be there to take your information. Right. If you, if you don't do it while we're live on the air, you can just give us your credit card information, and we'll broadcast it later. Yeah, so we'll broadcast it later to give the true shout-outs to the true heroes. And you can reach us at DJ Tony Midnight <laughs> at 88.5 FM, or call us at 808 808- Eight seven seven thirty four thirty five. I don't think that's the phone number. Is it eight seven three thirty four thirty five? I don't even remember anymore. It's you been don't know so long. anything anymore. <laughs> it's been so long. We've had to do this show outside of the stupid station. I used to, I used to have it written down. It we used like, to go in and pay a dollar to have really good coffee and make small talk with amazing French people. Uh, <laughs> those were the days, Vincent Fodi. Are you ready for the uh, the big news story this week, Chuck? Of course. It turns out that scientists have discovered. Phosphine gas. No way. On phosphine gas, of course. In Venus's atmosphere. Yep. Now, of course. Now, guys, everyone, let's take and a second. That, 
to make all the jokes about space gas in your mind. Save it for the other planet. This is real serious. Usually stuff here, they find gas on Uranus. Is that what you're saying? Uh, someone was going to get there. <laughs> no, they found phosphate gas. I'm your Venus. I'm your power. Your phosphate gas desire. Your desire. If your desire is phosphate gas. No. So that means that there could be life possible on Venus. Is it? Fo- I think it was phosphine, right? It's phosphine, so of course. Pho- now- phosphine is a gas that is not produced um, naturally. It's only produced by organic material that lives in oxygen-free environments. So they're saying that this phosphine gas proves that there could be life on Venus. But an oxygen-free life. Right. Well, we know all kinds of... There's all kinds of extremophile uh, life forms that can now, live of course, I hear news in like and this, out of oxygen, and I just get disappointed. And I know all the biscuitiers, everyone that tunes into KEKU 88.5 knows that if there's another planet that has a possibility of life on it, that's just another rock that the lizard people can jump to. Now, Chuck, are you familiar with H.P. Lovecraft? Of co- I'm the most amount familiar with H.P. Lovecraft. Now, minus the couple poems he had that were super, super duper racist. <laughs> he did have some racist material. Mm, but just a smidgen. Overall, he was a prolific sci-fi and horror writer. He wrote so much to sci-fi that people actually use the word the Necronomicon, the Book of the Dead, in tons of other source material. Right. Did you ever hear about the story that he wrote about Venus? No, I've never heard. Well, H.P. Lovecraft H. P. wrote Lovecraft, a book about Venus? He wrote a story about Venus, and in this story about know. Venus, guess who lives on Venus? People? Lizard people. Lizard people, lizard. bro! H.P. Lovecraft knew about the lizard people on Venus, and now our scientists, or scientists, uh-huh. or lientists... They just tell us stuff we already know. They're discovering uh, evidence of lizard people on Venus, and they're trying to lie to us and tell us. can't discover if God already made it. Tell us it was microorganisms or something like that. Yeah. But see, H.P. Lovecraft knew all about the lizard people on Venus, and now we're going to find out about them for ourselves. This is why we need Space Force more than ever. More than ever, guys. So that we can guard against the lizard people on Venus. If you're like Venus me, is close to us. You think that the government does not tax us enough. Venus is one of the closest planets to Earth. That's they're, where they're we like waiting. They're waiting right next door. All our Space Force money. I believe that we should be doing that. <sighs> Trump is so smart. He knew about this. He must Wrong. have known. <laughs> he must, he have. must have known. He knows everything. <laughs> he must have In his known. heart. All right. We're going to talk a little bit more about Lovecraft later. We'll always talk about Lovecraft and Lizard People we're gonna spoil in for you. every segment of our of today's show, which, by the way, is brought to us by Woody Harrelson's Discount Lumber. His prices on lumber are smoking. If you didn't get Woody, you didn't get wood. Coming up on the Biscuits and Gravy Show, we're going to spoil a bunch of TV shows for you. We're going to talk about Morningwood and a little bit of Comedy Corner. Thanks for tuning in to KAKU, and thanks for all of our devoted patreons out there just want to thank the donations that we get on a weekly basis from listeners like you and chris tucker's mattresses get tucked in when you're tuckered out and also by mark hamill's hammers got a big project to tackle it's hamill time Ooh. and of course one of my favorites john ham's pork products if it's not ham it's, it's not, not pork. pork so uh before we get into the show you want to do like a quick comedy corner the quickest of the comedy. We just corner. got one thing. We were going to do a comedy show at the old Joe's location, mm-hmm. but uh, that got postponed. But there is one comedy show going on at Vibe. 
It's uh, this Thursday. Yeah. Coming up. So that's uh, September 17th. So last Thursday. Thursday. There's going to be two shows, 7 and 9 p.m. at Vibe, and it's our good old pal Chino LaForge. So stay tuned, everybody. Comedy is slowly coming back to Ireland. Chino LaForge is back. Yet. He's doing shows. You can't buy individual tickets. You have to buy like a table because of oh, the Oh, they're doing something safe for once. That's nice. Yeah, so they're actually doing something that's uh, going to be a little bit safer for you. So if you miss Chino and you want to go see him, you can buy yourself a table. They're going fast. If you have to cut through more red tape vents, it's totally safer. And I think you can, uh, I think you can get your uh, tickets on Eventbrite. Yes, there yeah. are there are ways to buy tickets to the show. There It'll are. Vibe. There are ways to buy tickets to the show. Ooh, Ooh you hear that music, Chuck? Do do. The next stop on the gravy train today is Morningwood with Vince Fody. That that sound means it's time for one of my favorite segments. Morningwood. Morningwood is brought to us by Little John's Maid Service. They'll clean everything from the windows to the walls. To the walls. And also by Manny Pacquiao's Backpacks. When you need a quality backpack, Backpack Pacquiao. And listeners like you. And viewers like you. Now, Morningwood started right around the time that Trump became president. All these porn stars were dying. There was a a spate of porn stars. Does not have their fingers on the pulse of Americans the way that we do on Biscuits and Gravy. Isn't that right, Vincent Fody? That's right. There has been a lot of porn star news this week. So much. Is... We, dude, we are throbbing with porn star news this week, okay? <laughs> First of all, saddened as I was for a brief moment, as you know, being the true Biscuitier that I am, I'm sure the listeners out there in La La Land agree, they have a Google alert set out for porn, porn star, star deaths, death, of, of course. course. Of course, and lizard people. Now, I got a sketchy email from Google, didn't look right, that said that porn star, always on the top 20, usually one of the only first men to be on the top 20. Johnny Sins died at 41. I said, this could not be true. It can't be true. I messaged my friend Brant. He said, no. Johnny Sins. He just updated his Instagram. (laughs) Unless he died an hour ago, I don't believe it. Wait, so you have a friend that follows Johnny Sins on Instagram? Yes, I have a male friend. Now, this was news to me. It turns out Johnny Sins used to be a Maui resident. Yeah, he briefly lived on Maui on the west side. Actually, he had a house here for like a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. And you're saying he's not dead. He's not dead, but uh, I was really upset when I when I found out that he may have died. But then the I did The legacy, man. I did a little bit of research. Johnny Sins, more like Johnny Saint. It turns out that um there has been multiple death hoaxes involving him. Why? It's, it's what, like the kid from Saint by the Bell, except he's significantly Or better. or uh, Kel from Keenan and Kel. Yeah, always dead, dude. Oh, Screech is who you're talking about. Dustin Diamond? Dust No, no, no. Um the other guy, Zach Morris dies a lot, too. Oh, fake deaths. Well, they keep saying Screech dies too. Yeah, Dustin Diamond has had a lot of uh, Screech death hoaxes. Did stab somebody in front of thirty people, and the videotape got erased, and none of the thirty people would testify. Nobody would come somebody. forward to indict Screech. <laughs> yeah, he got like all beefy, and he did a porn too. He is a porn star, I believe. Well, he did a few of the porns. Well, he's he was in a porn, so and he's a star. Hence, like, porn star. Who's like a. a Ripped Mr. Clean. Yeah, right? he's known for being extremely ripped. Now, he's in Brazzers. He's in the uh, video series where the Not doctor... beefy, like steroid big. No, just no. Extremely just muscular. Yeah, and bald and taut. You know, taut. <laughs> he's in a, in a lot of uh, movies where he plays the doctor or the patient. You okay. Know? So, 
So you're saying there's, there's lots news, of pictures death. of him floating around, of him dressed as a doctor? Exactly. Or a medical professional? And how does this tie in, Vincent Fody? <laughs> Why don't you tell Tell us? our listeners an amazing thing that happened. So a lot of porn, you got to get people in the mood, right? You can't start off all gonzo where it's just going at it at the well, angles. You can. You know, that's a you. That's not a me, man. I need like the two minutes of dialogue leading up to it, dude. I need to be like, oh, I have that couch too. Well, there's a lot of there was a lot of porn where he was started off dressed like a doctor or something. Uh-huh. Right? Uh huh. You know, he was also the stripper in the 2013 movie Bridesmaids. I did not know. Uh-huh. That. So you got you got to start off as either like a, a plumber. Yeah. And you say, I'm here to lay some pipe. Or you yeah, start you off are. as the pizza delivery guy. That's always and nice. And you say, did extra you order pizza sausage. with extra sausage? In this case, he was the doctor, and it's like, it's time for me to examine you. Stuff yeah, like, stuff exactly. Like that. Okay. Very good doctor so, porn so summation. what ended up happening, Chuck? So, Old Miss, and you know those, those southern college schools are always just the smartest, right? Oh, I thought that was just an old woman. Old Miss. Old Miss. You know, because I'm a football guy, I like to refer to it as Old Miss, right? <laughs> That's when you leave your uh, hot chocolate overnight, and your Swiss Miss becomes And old you're like, Miss. Old Miss, and it's still good the next day, it's just chalky. <laughs> yeah. So... This football team, football, you've heard of it, right, everybody? <laughs> you guys have heard of football, right? They were doing a fundraiser for healthcare workers at one of their football games where they put what they thought was stock photography of healthcare workers on cups and then sold them <laughs> an exorbitant amount in the honor of fundraising for because COVID, healthcare workers, they're working harder than before. Well, they're just being noticed for working really hard. They've always been really awesome, right? But they weren't donating the profits, right? They're just selling it for them, for their own purposes. Well, or were that's they donating a, the another proceeds? part of how terrible <laughs> college and football is together. That's not a conspiracy cookbook. Here's the nuts and the bolts of it, though, Vincent Fody. Do you think they used like photos of actual doctors? Uh, if it was if it was me, I would just go online and find a picture of a, of a photogenic doctor. Yeah, so they use pictures of Johnny Sins, porn star extraordinaire, dressed as a doctor, dressed as a doctor. See, this is why you got to go to your Shutterstock and, and your Corbis or something, something like this, where you can get quality non-porn stock footage. And by the way, Johnny Sins dresses a doctor is like when Trump does a press meeting and he's like, trust me, I've looked at all the doctors and they have like a doctor with a stethoscope behind him that looks really super fake. <laughs> That's what Johnny Sins looks like. He, he looks Johnny like a Sins, Trump doctor. Johnny Sins. Johnny Sins can play Trump in the Trump porn. Ah! Oh, Johnny Sins and Brandy Love. Oh, my God. It's like I the would one totally time watch Johnny that. Sins wears like peach fuzz on his head. <laughs> I could also see um, the hedgehog himself, Ron Jeremy, playing, playing, uh, playing Trump, Donald Trump. If he ever gets out, I mean, you know what? In, in like a really over a, an oversized like suit, yeah, with a with a really long red tie down to the floor. <laughs> I could see Ron Jeremy pulling that off. <laughs> but Morningwood, the fun times end there, Vincent Fody. The fun times end there because I got another porn star alert this week, Vincent Fody. Oh, tell me all about it. It's is it more about Aubrey Gold? No more about Aubrey Gold. Oh, man. So she's, much porn news. She's still handcuffed to the bed. It was only last week that we were talking about Aubrey Gold. Nope. We're talking about a svelte porn star here in the news. Zoe Parker. Now, she's on the top 1,000. Not not the hottest. Not the hottest porn star, you know? She's not like Johnny Sins, you know? No, not, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Zoe Parker. Big fan. I'm familiar. We all are familiar with her. She's been in things like Dare Dorm, Family Stroked, Black, Pure Volume 19, Pure Volume 20, and of course, the 2016 IMDb 
award-nominated movie, The Soccer Star. Uh, also, pure volume really gets good around like That's 18, with 19. Scott she's and she's right. Kimmy Granger. She's writing a good. Oh, yeah, Kimmy, she worked for Pure Volume, of course. Kimmy Granger was in that? Yeah, dude! I love Kimmy Granger. I, I like Kimmy Granger, too, man. She likes it rough. Oh, my lordy! <laughs> okay, so what are you going to tell me about about her? Unfortunately, Zoe Parker, the svelte blonde herself, died this week. Zoe Parker? She was born in 1996. Can uh, you believe it? Yeah, she's only 24, right? That's so young! Now, I believe that the, the cause of death was unknown. Unknown, so of course... We being Biscuit Boys over here, we're going to have to be really <laughs> into it. If a porn star dies and the causes are unknown, you pretty much know what the cause is. It's usually it's that the opioids. president killed them. It's, it's opioids or that they were assassinated by the CIA. The Finders. We are all at half-mast right now for Zoe Parker. <laughs> Oh, poor old Zoe Parker. She's going to get the biscuit bump. She's going to go straight to the top now. That's what happens. Every time a porn star dies, they go straight to the top of Pornhub. I can't even read on radio half the movie that she's in. You're not even allowed to say the words. (laughs) My favorite, though, is the 2016 movie, Heel Hose. (laughs) That sounds good, actually. She's new, exclamation point. I wonder if she's in anything with Kimmy Granger. VR bangers. Oh, Actually, she's in a few movies with Kimmy Granger. With Kimmy Granger? We'll talk more about that later. Right. Well, I'm going to do some research later on after the show. Kimmy Granger's in a few. One where she's a babysitter, and she leaves a notebook out. And in the notebook, she writes notes backwards to herself about how much money she makes from banging people's dads. Hmm. And you know when you rip something illegally, sometimes they play it on a website. The images are, like, reversed, kind yeah. of. They do that a lot with YouTube. So I was watching a uh, pretty recent movie with Kimmy Granger, and I couldn't actually get it on X Videos or Pornhub yet. So the site that I had it had it ripped from like her paid website, right? And it was a mirrored and it, version. And it was a mirrored version of it. So I'm like, what's the big deal? You can read her notebook. And then I watched the video again next week on X Videos when it got released. And I'm like, it's backwards now. Oh, that's the intricate plot line that I missed oh, the first time watching so, it. So you, you so were, spoiler alert, you were she involved, hooks up with a dad, Matt Amounts. Yeah, dude. You were involved in some sort of porn-related Shining incident. <laughs> <laughs> Where you're like oh reading God, backwards dude. words. Uh, one more note for Morningwood. More about Morningwood, Vincent Bodie. <laughs> on KKU, KKU 88.5, the voice of Maui. We just want to send our love to former porn star Jenny Lee. She is going through a bit of a rough time. She was recently <laughs> discovered living in tunnels under Las Vegas. Oh, my lord. She's got short hair and a lot of missing teeth. Well, um, if you're going to live in tunnels, you wouldn't <laughs> want long hair. <laughs> so, Jenny Lee, having a bit of a rough time. So our, our thoughts and prayers are with you, Jenny Lee. Um, also, watch out for those lizards, because we know lizards like to live in tunnels under major American cities. Yep. So is it possible that former porn star Jenny Lee is a lizard? Well, you ever get becoming gum, a lizard? You ever get gum stuck in your hair with yeah. a G? Uh, what do you do? You cut it short, right? Right. What's at the end of lizards' tongues? Stickiness, man. Maybe she got a lizard stuck in her hair. Maybe she got she a to lizard tongue stuck in her hair and she had to yeah. cut it out. Cut it out, dude. All right. Well, sounds about as plausible as anything else we've <laughs> talked about on the show so far. Woo! 
right. Morning Wood was brought to us by Sylvester Stallone Speech Therapy Center for when your speech skills are a little rocky. Thanks for tuning in to KAKU, KAKU 88.5, The Voice of Maui. Biscuits and Gravy is presented in part by a lovely endowment from a community-minded celebrity sponsor, Channing Tatum's Tater Tots. <laughs> Tatum's. Channing Tatum's Tater Tots. Put a little magic in your mouth. And also by Taylor Swift's Overnight Alterations. Sometimes you need a Taylor, and sometimes you need a Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, of course, is going to be featured uh, tonight on the Country Music Awards knockoff show. They can't do the actual CMTs. They're doing an even lamer knockoff version of the Country Music Awards, and that's tonight. Why can't they do the regular Country Music Award? Because it's like uh, there's another dumb company that does it, kind of like there's different awards for making tv shows oh right? okay yeah. yeah i guess so like the sag awards is like the knockoff done one. Oh, and like the golden globes is the real one that's Wait, also so they're doing dumb. knockoff country music awards yeah huh and it's skyped from over 100 people's houses it's gonna be terrible so you want to do gluttony club i think we should jump right into gluttony club baby because mm. after morningwood i like to eat i don't know about you man then i watch tv and then i get quizzical Ooh, I like that. So Gluttony Club is when you eat a lot of stuff and then you explode. Coming much. up on the show, we're going to yell about Trump, Snopes, and of course talk more about Lovecraft County on HBO. Mm. But first, let's talk about Gluttony Club, man. Have you uh, anywhere good this week? What have you been doing? I, like usual, have been eating at home. You've been working on your quarantine 14? I've been working on my quarantine 15. Ooh! Um, what extra pound this month, huh? Yeah, I, I boosted it up a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I've just been cooking a lot at home. We had some delicious uh, – Diana made some enchiladas. Ooh. Which – are you familiar with enchiladas, Chuck? Enchiladas, so similar to burritos, no, but enchiladas, you put them in a pan and then put cheese on it and yeah, sauce on it. Yeah, enchiladas is like a Mexican lasagna, pretty much. But they're all folded into each individual cylinder. Just they cook it in a pan like a lasagna, and then you cut slices out of it. Mm. Like a big old Mexican so layer of cake. Of so delicious. pasta, you use tacos you use like tortillas Tortillas. the tortillas make the layers and then you got all your sauce and beans and meat and cheese it's all mm. layered in there mm, so good I like seven layer dip too i'm a big fan of that you gotta mix uh cream oh. cheese and sour cream i'll That's take the killer i'll take as many layers as i can get <laughs> and then also uh for diane's birthday i decided to cook a brisket which was quite the ordeal yeah tell me about that man we First, we had to go all over town looking for a brisket. Mm-hmm. Then we found one at Costco, but it was too big to fit in the pan. So <laughs> we ended up going to Whole Foods, where we found a reasonably sized, but not reasonably priced, brisket. Yeah, is that the thing? Would you rather get extra stuff from Costco, but throw it away, or pay way more for ideally something that's maybe the same quality? But either way, it was still too big, so I still ended up having to like cut it in half. Oh. But it was definitely more, more manageable. Um, and so the the first day of brisket preparation, we broiled it. So you know, on the first day of briskets, my Vincent did to me. Now previously, I've done like a smoked brisket, but this yeah, time, yeah, dude, I love your smoked brisket. This man. time, I decided to you broil it. Smoker, did you um, braise it or did you broil it? Uh, I pretty much braised it. I just slow. How much wine did you have? Slow braise it. I had a, a, maybe a cup and a half. How did the beef stock, veggies? How, all how that much stuff. of the meat did it cover? 
Uh, it covered about half of the half of the meat. All right. What I did was I kind of seared it a little bit in the Ooh. hot pan and and seared that fat, so all that like Ooh, all that fatty juices fat, come down. Then you add all your all your flavors and sauces and everything and veggies four hours at a low temp, like three hundred degrees. Mm-hmm. Then you take it out, you separate the sauce and the meat, put it in the fridge, and this does two things. One, it allows uh, all the juices to congeal and all the fat rises to the top mm-hmm. so you can scoop all that unnecessary fat and oil off the top the next day after it's all chilled and then the brisket also gets firmer in the fridge so that you can slice it it makes it easier to slice because you know you want to slice your brisket against the grain clearly and then you get those nice fatty delicious juicy slices of brisket uh, and then so then the next day you slice it down the brisket put it in the pan layer it with the sauce reheat everything it comes back to life you're good to go so tougher meats you got to cut against the grain, right? Right, because that hanger steaks you got to cut against the grain. Yeah, it's anything that's anything that's got a lot of like fibers. Mm-hmm. You want to cut it against the grain so that uh, you're not chewing it. You're letting you're letting the knife do all the work for you. You want it to have really short grain. Whereas if it's something like really soft, you want to cut with the grain. Yeah. Uh, correct. Yeah. Yeah, something like a fillet it doesn't really matter because it's you're just gonna bite into it and it's gonna fall apart in your mouth. It's really weird if you get a big enough piece of meat, it's not like the same meat. There's different groups in it. That There's would be different softer parts. Yeah, like, definitely. Like silver skin on the outside. Right. I do, doing like a half a tuna once, man. I had no idea that there's different types in it. There's just and you see it. They're very visual, and there's that layer of fibers, like you said, in between, which could be muscle tissue or fat tissue. Right. Yeah. Oh, dude, getting big pieces of meat though, cutting it up, making mad meals about it though. So oh, I love that. We had that with uh, some asparagus and beans and some homemade coleslaw. Where'd you get your asparagus from? Uh, we just got it at the store. Yeah. Yeah. See, I Costco didn't, sells I didn't asparagus, grow my asparagus, and it's questionably inexpensive uh, because it's rotten by the time you go home. Right. And I like. The Costco asparagus, you get too much of it. You got to buy yeah, smaller things of asparagus. You're like, what do I got to get addicted to asparagus this week? Right. I feel like I'm running the Iditarod <laughs> trying to buy asparagus at Costco. It's so cold in there, now, Chuck. I used to be, and I didn't like asparagus as much, but my family undercooks asparagus. Right. And I like to overcook asparagus. You get it nice and soggy, and then the mm, flavors come out more, and I you process it. it more. Now, do you separate your spears ahead of time, or are you like an all guy? Do you chop it, up, chop it up into a couple pieces or two? How do you treat your asparagus? No, I just cut the bottom off. Yeah. So you get rid of like uh, the hard, stocky part, mm-hmm. um, and then the lighter part too. The like the white part. Yeah. But then I I preserve most of the stalk and. Uh, then you toss the whole thing in the pan. I've been uh, so I cut the bottom part off, and then I take the other ones and I also chop them up into like one inch lengths. And oh, I put see, the I don't chop it up. I do way the... last. Oh no, see, I do them all together. Mm-hmm. I used to be the same way, man. Mm. Now I've changed. I've changed. Yeah, man, you changed, Chuck. <laughs> I've been on the sous vide kick lately. The uh, the old meat jacuzzi. So sous vide guys is French for without heat. And basically, we you think. all know that you need to cook different meats at different temperatures to get them to a point where you're killing all the bloodborne pathogens in them, anything that could be in there growing food, anything bad for you. Like right. The, yeah. Now, ideally, your meat wouldn't have it in the first place, and you really just get it from vegetables mostly. Like, broccoli kills more people a year, right? <laughs> I think we're, we're more on that later. So instead of just cooking something where the outside's always going to be cooked a little bit more, and then you're getting an internal temperature of, let's say, 130, 150, 165, 175, right. whatever it be that you eat, you can put these little cuts of meat in vacuum sealed bags with flavorings, seal it in the bag. butter, rosemary. You could do it just by itself. 
Almost as if you were marinating it. Just at that exact temperature. So I did pork uh, loin last night, tenderloin. Right. So I cooked it exactly 140 and a half, which would be medium for pork. Right. Which you can still do. And then I put a little honey and chili pepper glaze on Mm. top and put it in the oven and broiled it, dude. It was so good. Mm. Also, uh, So you cooked it sous vide most of the way. Yep. And then you just topped it off in the oven. Yep, you cook it all the way. So actually, I could have eaten it right out of the sous vide. Yeah, right. It would have been a for, good medium. Just for texture. It had good color to it. I put it in it. an ice bath to get it down to cold. And then I put it in the broiler with honey, oil, soy, and a little bit of chili pepper oil on it. Mm. And then I, I remember you made some sort of hoisin sauce. Oh, yeah. And last night was the first time I've ever done a shot of hoisin sauce. It was not exact. It was the juice drippings. From the sous vide pork. Yeah, it, it so was like this delicious garlic hoisin, garlic hoisin, chili pork, pepper oil, soy sauce, gravy, and we just did it like a shot. Ginger. Yeah, it was and great. I gotta say, it wasn't wasn't bad at all. It wasn't bad. It really affected my diet. Um, I also had something at your house last night that Christy made that I had never had. It was a gel a gelatin cake, a jello oh, cake, dude, if you love will. It, man. And this really blew me away because it was so moist and juicy, mm. and basically. Chrissy said, all you do is you make a cake. You make a yellow cake, dude. Betty oh. Crocker, yellow cake. And then you yep. you put, like, holes in it. You poke it whole. Dude, I don't know if you've ever done this, bro. You poke a bunch of holes into the poke cake. Poke holes in a warm cake or pie. Feels you, good. You take your Jello liquid. You yeah. pour it over the cake into the holes. Mm-hmm. And then you put the whole thing in the fridge. And then when the cake comes out, it's all, like layered and integrated with with jello yeah it was so it. good i've never had anything and that was that juicy and delicious there's little pockets where it's a little bit yeah denser. where more where some places it's more cakey some places mm-hmm. it's more jelloy i would if, actually never eat it and think that it was jello guys if you never had a jello cake before you got to get on this on this jello cake train and it's been so hot out. It's refreshing to eat a nice cold cake. Oh man, it was. It was so. Mm-hmm. It was so cool and delicious and refreshing. It was a great cake, man. I like anytime Christy, my girlfriend, Governor Chris Christie, cooks anything. She always apologizes. She's like, "Ah, oh, I'm so sorry, Chuck. Everyone's gonna hate me." And I'm just like, "Yeah, this is gonna be really good. This is gonna I'm be not apologize for anything when I burn stuff." Or like, you, you think the guy that just took a shot of hoisin gravy <laughs> is gonna be mad about eating Jello cake? Yeah. I don't think. So. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Not on my watch, man. Not on Chuck's watch. Um, I also finally broke up with that kimchi. Remember a couple weeks ago, or it must have been up to a month ago, we were talking about that kimchi yep, that we made. you made it. You had to keep it on the counter for a couple days and then put it in your fridge for at least two you weeks. You got to let it ferment So and I it. opened mine on the, the 7th. I could have opened it. I waited to the 8th or 9th to yeah. open mine. And Vince, you warned me that you're making your own kimchi was going to be a little spicy. It Bro. was extremely spicy. It was unnecessarily spicy. It was extremely spicy, and then uh, I gave another jar of it. We we had some of it, and I was like, "Ooh, that's spicy!" Then I gave a jar of it to uh, my friend Charlie Smoothhands, who has a Chinese girlfriend who loves kimchi, and he gave it to her, and she said um, that it was just right. He said it wasn't too spicy <laughs> at all. She absolutely loved it. I made mine. It was too gingery, and I like it. I like to mm. put like side bills. Good, good ginger one. I I don't think you can have too much ginger unless it's not, mm. unless it's raw ginger. I like yeah. ginger ale. I like ginger. I like mm. sweet ginger. I like ginger ale. I like ginger soda. I like ginger candy. And I like to remind our listeners that the Biscuits and Gravy Show is presented in part by Tom Hanks Lamb Shanks. They're in a league of their own. Tom Hanks Lamb Shanks <laughs> for a limited time. Catch them if you can. Hey, you know what they say about Tom Hanks Lamb Shanks? They're big. 
Tom Hanks lamb chops. <laughs> Gluttony Club is also brought to us by Benedict Cumberbatch's eggs. Make your eggs, Benedict. And also by Benedict Cumberbatch's cookie dough because the best batch is, is a, a Cumberbatch. You hear that whistle noise, Vincent Fody? What does that mean? What's the next stop on the gravy train today? Let's do... Spoiler alert, dude. It's time for my favorite part of the entire show. A little segment we like to call Spoiler Alert. Spoiler is presented in part by Kim Kardashian's sunscreen. Nobody knows more about getting pounded by Ray than Kim Kardashian's <laughs> sunscreen. Spoiler Alert is also brought to us by Christopher Walken's running shoes. If you're going to run, it's not with walking. Spoiler alert, that is where co-host of the Biscuits and Gravy Show, my cohort, my co-host, my co-something, he is taking his time off to do due diligence, man, and he looks up the top 900 TV shows <laughs> on Internet Movie Database and watches them all, and you are like a little reader's digest for us. You're more like a watcher's digest, and here in this segment, spoiler alert, you watch the TV shows and you ruin it for me. I like it. I like the idea of being a Watcher's Digest, where yeah. I, I I take all this in, all this TV. You know, it's not easy watching twelve hours of TV a day. No, I take it all and I condense it into little bite-sized portions for you to enjoy. Now, how do you? What are your particular guides for watching twelve hours? You have a method to your madness. You like to break it up by doing rituals and hear rituals there. <laughs> You'll like. I heard you clean for like fifteen minute intervals over two hours. Um, I first you have to smoke weed. Okay. And then you eat food. Okay. And then uh, you watch TV and maybe play a little Nintendo Switch or or play a little uh, Words with Friends on your phone or break something like that. Break it up a little bit. Break it up. Break it up a little bit. Don't just do the task by yourself. Don't all just mainline that months. TV. I do want to see that new. Uh, Bill and Ted movie. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, I me either. I heard it was pretty decent. That's good to hear. And uh, also, speaking of the third Bill and Ted movie, you know, our friend friend of the show, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. He was in a third Bill and Ted movie, and that means that he has been in three Bill and Ted movies. That would be true. <laughs> in addition to being in three- The Matrixes. Matrixes. And three John Wicks. Three John Wicks. And it got me thinking, Chuck. Oh, no. Are there other actors out there that have been in multiple trilogies? No. And so now we're going to play one of our, our- It's a game that's quickly becoming one of America's favorite new games. Name those trilogies. I hate you so much, Vincent Fody. This is the dumbest game. <laughs> it's not a dumb game. No, it's not. It's a smart game, and everyone at home is going to beat me, and I'm really, really upset about it. All right, so the the game is I'm going to name an <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I saw your notebook. <laughs> I'm going to name an actor at, who has been in at least three movies of a movie franchise okay. and has been in more than one movie franchise, okay? So I'm going to name the actor, and you have to tell me what – trilogies that uh, that actor is starting. Ooh, it just get 10 degrees hotter in here. Now, last time it was a lot of actors that were in three trilogies or more. This time it's just two trilogies, except one has been in three, okay? Okay. All right, so our first one is going to be Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Uh, well, he has been in Star Wars. Right. Indiana Jones. Star Wars and Indiana Jones is correct. Yeah, cool. All right. See, All right. that's not so bad. All right. Our second one is Sylvester Stallone uh, of Sylvester Stallone Speech Therapy Center. Rocky. He's been in three separate trilogies. Rambo. 
and the Expendables. Oh, you got all three. Yeah. I only needed two, but you gave me the extra bonus one. All right, the third one might be a little tougher. You ready? Okay. Sir Ian McKellen. X-Men? He was Magneto in X-Men. That's correct. Oh, God. Is he in Harry Potter? Ian no. McKellen is no. not in Harry Potter. Oh, my God. Um, Although he is he is in a franchise that's very familiar with wizards. Mm. Oh, the Lord of the Rings. He's Gandalf, of course, I'm in Lord of the dumb, Rings. Dumb. I was surprised you got Magneto and not Gandalf right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess you're just a huge well, X-Men he just fan. Fades into being You can't a true even you so can't much. I don't I can't even look at I don't Ian even McKellen see without, any, I don't even see any actors in Lord of the Rings. I just see the true story. I just see hobbits and wizards. Hobbits <laughs> and, and wizards alive alive oh, alive and, alive oh, oh. and Smeagol, who was Smeagol. Okay, that was named that trilogy. Nice. You, got, you got all three of them, Chuck. So, I've been watching a lot of HBO this week. Mm. So, when you said that uh Lovecraft County had a lot of racism country. in it. Country, sorry. Uh, had a lot of racism in it. I was ill-prepared for the amount of racism that people had to... I don't think it has it's... racism as much as it has characters that are dealing with racism. Let me reiterate this one. The 1950s and before... The 1950s in America was rife. Terrible, dude. Oh, my Lord. Rife with racism. And Lovecraft Country I didn't know. takes Sunset place... Sunset Towns are like a, were like a real thing. Oh, yeah. Have you and... never heard about Sunset Towns? No. This is terrible. This is something uh, Diana and I were talking about while we were watching Lovecraft Country, is that there, there used to be, and in some places still are, towns that are called Sunset Towns, and they'll even have a, a sign outside of the town that says, like, don't let the sun set on your black butt. Oh my God! Or uh, they usually don't use such light words. No, um, no it no. usually is a no, little not bit light. Harsh. Nothing light about it. <laughs> um, and yeah, and this these were places where if they saw you in this town after dark, so American citizens, they would like kill you. That happen to have different amounts of melanin. They just kill you. Mel- yeah, melanin. So I can't believe it. And could you believe in that show that there were racist cops in the fifties too? I can't believe it. Oh, could you believe that? Thank a God. law enforcement officer. Thank God we have who since fixed only that required issue. required to have a GED. I still think they have a long way to go. But <laughs> <laughs> we're, st- we're still working out all the kinks, Chuck. So this TV show has monsters in it. Spoiler alert. Yeah, Lovecraft Country, is, it takes place in the 50s. It follows some predominantly black uh, characters. And uh, it turns out things were not so great for them. And it's it's got a sort of a variety of like supernatural occurrences and um, them going on adventures and stuff like that. So and really beautiful cars and very beautiful cars and, and beautiful, beautiful women and very beautiful women and magic and potions and stuff like that. And it's just kind of also blatant 1950s Americana racism. Good old American racism. Can't get away from that. They go to it. They have a tip that a restaurant. This guy is essentially writing the green book in the first couple episodes. Right. The green book was this is so sad, guys. The Green Book, if you guys don't know, was basically a book that told uh, black travelers who were on road trips where they could go and not be go harassed. Go to this gas station. Don't go to this gas station. Don't go to that gas station. Don't go to that gas station. <laughs> you see the gas station with all the nooses out front? Yeah, don't go to that one. Don't go to that one. Yeah. Like, safe places to travel. So um, in it, the guy's checking out a spot about a diner that's supposed to be nice, and it clears out as he goes in there. The woman goes to use the bathroom. And then the teller is on the phone and 
they run out of the place and they realize that the place was burnt down for being friendly to Americans who mm-hmm. happen to be of a slightly different background. And then the police chase them out of the town and the police doesn't end there. That's like all the police in the 50s are like terrible people. Yeah. And then so, spoiler alert, Vincent Fodi, in the book, it's, Lovecraft a little, Country? Yeah, it's a little bit sexier than the TV show. Ooh. And I'm like, HBO's not being sexy enough. HBO's always known for oversexing. Mm. But as it turns out- I wouldn't I say oversexing. Up, I would say it's just right. Just right. Uh, yeah, cops, even up to recently, I, I just thought it was like the 2020s where cops were just shooting innocent people all the time for no reason. Apparently, this has been going on forever, Vincent Fodi. Apparently, I had no cops idea. have been killing innocent people for all the quite time. some time. For their own reason. I know. It's terrible. And it's, but not terrible, Lovecraft. For a long time, it has been racially motivated. And you can learn all about that and much more in Lovecraft Country. <laughs> <laughs> you watching anything else on HBO? Also on HBO, I've been watching the Nexium documentary. Oh, it's so sad, dude. It's definitely worth watching. It's that was a little... like they were branding people, right? Yeah. And the girl from Smallville was help abducting all the people yeah. and getting them in the cult. If you're a fan of Smallville... Or Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> you can see all your favorite characters <laughs> in, the fall, Nexium in the Nexium cult on HBO. It's called The Vow, so check that out. Also, Raised by Wolves, the Ridley Scott produced and directed show. Uh, it's a sci-fi. How many episodes show. are deep now? I believe they've released four episodes so all right, far. So give our Something. listeners a spoiler about it. Don't just see how good these shows are. Ruin it for our audience. Spoiler alert: uh, the the mom android. Uh, super hot kind of <laughs> kills a bunch of people oh, sweet. and better. she it she may have been uh poisoning the kids all along oh with, no without knowing it um oh whoa. so if you want to find out more about that watch uh raised by wolves it's actually really good remember the sixth sense the mom was poisoning the daughter and then so oh they yeah the video with the wake i feel much better now yeah that's after she threw up yeah the ghost threw up Oh, dude. When gross. ghosts throw up, is it ghost throw up or is it actual throw up? I. All right, so let's see. What else should be should we be watching? If you got Netflix, I'm watching Hell on Wheels right now, which is um, it's a show about how uh, actor slash rapper Common built the railroads. Yep, single handedly. Also, <laughs> <laughs> uh, people building railroads also dealt with a lot of racism. Who would have thought? I'm learning a lot about the racist history of our so, country. we actually had enough of a workforce to build the railroads. Oh, you know who else uh, dealt with a lot of racism? Native Americans. <sighs> well, yeah. It ins- also, we just, like, killed them instead. It inspired me to read this book called The Earth is Weeping, which is about the oh, history of the that. Native American wars with uh, the white men. And let's just say it does not end well for them. Oh, no. It's not end well. Spoiler alert. So, you know that famous Indian in the Canoe that was from the 1970s commercial where he was crying with the Dirty River? Yeah. That was an Italian guy? It turned out he was actually Italian, yeah. which is actually a major plot point in the show Sopranos, Ooh. also available on HBO. <sighs> Sopranos so good. Oh, and Netflix has uh, a new chef's table that's all about barbecue, so it's like <sighs> chef's table colon barbecue. Is that why you started cooking some brisket, bro? No, I haven't even watched also, that. So I was promised brisket and bacon. Um, you will be getting that as soon as we finish recording the show. Uh, I have to do my favorite thing in the world and then do my second favorite thing in the world. Fargo season four is coming out September 27th. Season two of The Boys is available on Prime right now. The trailer for season two of The Mandalorian just dropped. Did you see the trailer for that? No, I haven't seen it. So the season two trailer for The Mandalorian, which is going to be on Disney+, Plus. Or you can just download it like I do. Mandalorian, if you haven't seen it, set in the Star Wars universe, and the, especially the first season, I would say that every episode has a 
movie buddy that it's attached to. Like some episode is clearly like uh, the Magnificent Seven, right? Very okay, I we- can kind of see yeah, that. Yeah, they're like tied into old westerns. A lot of nods into them. Uh, Nick Nolte, warning, it's bad for you. What's the uh, is in it? Amazing. What's the Kurosawa movie where they where they train all the people in the village to fight? Where the samurai is it the seven it's samurai? Three amigos. The three amigos. There's a there's a episode like that where they have to go they go to this planet that's defenseless and they have to teach them how to fight. Yeah. Against the uh, the empire. I think that's the Magnificent Seven episode. Is that the Magnificent Seven? I think so. Is that the plot of the Magnificent Seven? Right. Yeah. Like yeah, something like that. Do it. Um, so if you haven't seen The Mandalorian, definitely must watch. Gus Fring from Breaking Bad is in it, as he is also in The Boys Season 2. <laughs> no way! He's one of the main characters. That guy's killing Um So you can see the trailer for The Mandalorian right now. I believe Season 2 is coming out in December. So it's right around the right corner. Right around Christmas. And also, uh, September 30th, coming up soon, South Park is going to have a one-hour pandemic special. No way. So I don't know if you've seen the trailer for that, but there's a, a trailer for that available right now. Uh, September 30th, South Park, one-hour pandemic special. That's great. And, of course, uh, the cartoon Primal being released October 4th. Oh, right. That was another uh, correction that we had. Last week you said that the new episode had already come out. I thought it had already come out. I'm and so I, I got all ready. I got my – I smoked my bowl and I, had, lines, I got my, I got my, my food yet. already. I got in bed, turned down the lights, and started to watch Primal, and then I realized it wasn't out yet. No, I was very disappointed. Yeah, me too. But it Spoiler is coming out. Alert, you said it's coming out the in dinosaur, like October. Yeah, October 4th, and there's a second episode coming at the end of the month. Spoiler alert, you think the dinosaur is dead by the ape-like men creatures. But it turns out they did not kill the dinosaur? No, I don't think so, because in the... Uh, second, but half in like the, the first, first episode, premiere. they do kill the dinosaurs' uh, kids. Kids, yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit brutal. It is very it's primal. The show is is all about brutality. And if you like Trump and don't believe in science and think that uh, humans and dinosaurs lived around the same time period, you're gonna love the show. You're gonna <laughs> love the show. Speaking of uh, being misinformed and being a Trump fan, you what? Want- <laughs> You want to do a quick uh, conspiracy cookbook? I have been dying to do conspiracy cookbook, bro. I just want to do just I don't want to get into it too much, but I do want to do a quick conspiracy cookbook. Set your ovens to 420. Grab the tinfoil hats, everybody. Biscuits and Gravy presents conspiracy cookbook. We haven't done any conspiracy cookbook in a while. By the no, way, but we got a lot of stuff percolating in the conspiracy. Conspiracy world. cookbook is brought to us by Richard Gears Gears. Do you have a primal fear of gears that don't work? Get Richard's Gears Gears. They're suitable for an officer and, and a gentleman. A gentleman. <laughs> and they're made in Chicago. Richard Gears Gears. <laughs> nice. So, all right, let's talk about um, there's something that's been on all the conspiracy theorists, the tip of their tongue lately. It's QAnon. QAnon, of course, just like the Biscuits and Gravy Show, people who challenge the lamestream media's idea and people that Donald Trump blindly listens to. So QAnon, a lot, a lot of people have been talking about it because it's been in the news lately. Um, presidential candidate Joe Biden said QAnon it was an embar- a national embarrassment. Um, Donald Trump has has multiple times come out and said that he believes in QAnon. QAnon, a guy, of course, is most famous for the Pizzagate, uh, right? Uh, I believe they are the, the ones that brought Pizzagate. I don't know if you guys know this, but Hillary Clinton, lizard person, uh, was sex trafficking people through a basement. <laughs> Of a pizza shop that doesn't exist, um, and a guy armed to the teeth with weapons pizza. kicked the doors in to rescue 
And uh, then he got like arrested, but then the trial didn't go anywhere. And a lot of evidence got erased. Yeah, they said that uh, they were trafficking kids out of the basement of the pizza shop. And then it turned out the pizza shop didn't have a basement. No. Um, but more more famously, QAnon is basically known for it's like an overarching umbrella conspiracy theory, and it basically revolves around the tenets that uh, they they believe that Donald Trump is fighting against a deep state of people that are trying to take him down from the inside, um, and that Donald that the world is run by a cabal of lizard people and child uh, sex trafficking. Like Satanists, and Donald Trump is Pretty trying much. to Donald Trump is trying to take these people down. Yeah, um, yeah. and and that also what are you questioning? <laughs> What's the conspiracy? Well, I do believe that the government is basically run by a bunch of like child sex trafficking people, right? Yeah, the devil people, shape shifting demonoid lizard um, people. But we all know that they're against us, Vincent Fody. However, I find it hard to believe that Donald Trump is fighting these people and not that he is part of this secret cabal. Because we know that a lot of the sex trafficking that Jeffrey Epstein was doing uh, happened at Mar-a-Lago. Which, which is, Trump owned. Which was Donald Trump's property. We know that Donald Trump That's was hunting friends. ground and grooming ground, of course. <laughs> hey, if she's old enough to have a summer job. She's old enough for me to sexually abuse her and her also younger daughter. We also know that Don- Donald Trump was friends with Jeffrey Epstein and said he was a terrific guy and that he liked his his women on the younger side, just of like course, Don- just, just like, like Donald me. Trump. Elbows. Uh, we and also of course, know with Ghislaine Maxwell. When when she got arrested, Donald Trump said that he met her many times and that he wished her well, which is. If you're fighting uh, pedophiles and sex traffickers, yeah, if you're you don't part usually of the cabal wish them well. Things, maybe you should separate yourself from Epstein. Yeah, uh, and also he like first when the when the reports first came out about him, he denied knowing him. But then it turned out that they he, knew each other very they well. They actually did know each other very well, and there's a bunch of pictures of them all together. He flew on the Lolita Express. He had to been the on not so he, Virgin Islands. He had been on his plane just like Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and Bill Gates. And uh, friend of the show, uh, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Kevin um, Spacey. Also, the guy who... <laughs> the, this ties into New Jersey, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it? The guy who was prosecuting Jeffrey Epstein, and he was, who was like the main uh, prosecutor that ended up rolling over and letting Jeffrey Epstein off the hook, Yeah, was then appointed by Trump to like Trump's cabinet. So this is the Florida case where 68 women came forward with all this evidence that was going to nail them to the wall. And instead of honoring these victims and also honoring the law that, so they should be notified about the trial, right? he said, Epstein, you're good. You're going to do like six months. You can go to work and you got to come here on the weekends unless you want to go to a country club. And we're not going to notify any of the women. You have to do anything. And then because you've already gone to court, case closed. That guy, Trump then appointed to a higher office. So uh, maybe there is a cabal going on. Right. Uh, QAnon also thinks that um, Donald Trump is fighting globalists and capitalists, but he's... We know he's just fighting lizard people, a.k.a. space forts, but killing the space lizards. So are, are you saying that the David Icke book about lizard people is actually about 
capitalists? Mm, maybe Zionists. Uh, a lot of people think that it may be secretly about Zionists. It's a, a thin veil for Ike's huge but anti-Semitism. Either way. I don't know about that. Don, isn't it more believable Donald that Trump, shape-shifting demonoid lizards people control the world? Donald Trump is a failed capitalist who inherited uh, millions of dollars and uh, is constantly talking about his wealth and everything. So I find it hard to believe that he's fighting globalists and capitalists and pedophiles. And if he is, he's not doing that good of a job. So QAnon is in the news this week because it turns out that it's just one dude. Yeah. <laughs> it turned out QAnon was just some guy in a basement in New Jersey. Oh, New Jersey. <laughs> that was another reason why QAnon was uh. in the news recently. But uh, the weirdest thing I, I find about this whole QAnon thing is that um, you have you have people who are liberals and Democrats. Right. You have people who are Republicans. Mm -hmm. You have people who are conspiracy theorists. And usually conspiracy theorists are not Democrat or Republican. They're usually no. centralists and moderates who, I don't, know about moderates. who don't trust the government at all. Right. Right. Um, so I find, By the way, guys, don't trust the government. So I find it weird that like QAnon is this weird thing where it's a conspiracy theory umbrella, but it, it's only it only appeals to conspiracy theorists who are also part of like the the conservative bubble. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a huge distractify man. Okay, yeah, instead I, of owning up to anything, because if like, you're a real, real conspiracy, if you're a there, real red blooded conspiracy theorist, you shouldn't be trusting the government or the president, no matter who it is. You know the Democrats and Republicans. Whether it's a Democrat or a Republican in the office, we know that they're pretty much all lizard people who are going to just use drones to bomb brown people in other countries and, and kidnap children for sex trafficking. They're all part of the NWO who's trying to consolidate wealth. And uh, that's the real thing here is that, you know, QAnon wants to make it seem like some magical, mystical thing going on. But really, it's all about more wealth disparity than ever before going on in America right here. OK, right. While you're voting for Trump, you're giving away your money because they tell you that Democrats are going to steal your money. OK, well, meet the new boss. Same as the old boss. The government steals your money and then just uses it to bribe Japanese mafia. And then porn stars have to crash into their house. That's all your money goes to. Porn stars to. have to fly planes into people's houses before anything gets done. Oh, my Lord. Here. So that's, that's the thing. If you're a real conspiracy theorist, you shouldn't be wasting your time putting your faith in politicians. Mm -hmm. You should be questioning what they're saying and uh, being more worried about lizard people. Not looking at the big figures, because man. Lizard looking at the groups. Looking at what the FBI is doing. What's the CIA doing? They're Well, I know what the CIA is doing. They're finding children for lizard people to eat. Mm. If you don't know about the finders, Google finders. Don't, bro. And don't. then you will be put on a watch list just like Chuck and I are. Biscuiteers. It's like my condo has a rule that you can't feed chickens, but they don't have a rule that you can't poison chickens. Was, have you ever heard of the band called The Who, Vincent Vody? I have heard of the band The Who. So as you know, guys, that in the music world and in entertainment, it's not as a matter that much of fact, you quoted The Who earlier in this segment when you said, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. That's right. That's a line and, from a Who song. And this is where it ties <laughs> in here, Vincent Fodi. I want to kill chickens of poison. Now... Frontman of the Who, Peter Townsend. Oh, is that what you were getting around to? Yeah, is okay. that he is it, wanted to get so ahead basically of the curve what you're saying is some, sometimes were. when you're trying to fight something, 
you appear to be involved in it. And that's what happened to Pete Townsend, who was uh, a member of the hit rock band, The Who. The Who. He was distraught by all this news about child sex trafficking and pedophiles and everything like that. And so underage porn. And underage porn and all this stuff. He like signed up for this website. He, he was trying to catch the bad guys. He, he didn't, was going to do his own. Right. He, he was trying to do his you own. Look ver- this all up, guys. It's, it's sad stuff. It's he sad was trying stuff to here. do his own version of a to catch a predator type deal. And it turned out that uh, like they busted him. And he got in it. And then. Yeah. So then they accused him of being uh, of being a predator and a child pornographer. And uh, the whole thing was a, a huge debacle. So don't do yourselves a favor, guys. He spent a lot more than eleven hours in a tin can. I'll don't, tell you something. Don't Google child pornography. No. Even if you're trying to take down child pornographers. No. Just leave it alone. What you can do Let the professionals is handle it. Donate to local nonprofits and victim advocacy groups, okay? Don't just change your, your Facebook or Instagram cover to like a picture of like rainbows or something. Go out there and help people, okay? Also, you know what really grinds my gears about the whole Q and on thing What's is that? that they are assuming that Donald Trump stands for something. <laughs> he do, God, do you not know what it's like to be a, a president? You're just a dude S in everyone's D's to get to the top until they S your D, okay? That's all it is to be a president. You're going to be a psychopath to get that far in life. It's just, are you a CEO of a company? You're a psychopath. It's okay? just ridiculous that you would believe in a conspiracy theory that involves you being a huge fan of of the president of the United States and believing everything that the government tells you. And that he's fighting for something, okay? And that he's fighting for anybody except himself. The only thing he's fighting for is to get into Ivanka's pants. Which she does not like him. Which I gotta say... She's hot. I would like to get into her pants. I I would do. But she's not my daughter, so that's okay. Ooh. All right, you ready to wrap it up, Chuck? Conspiracy Cookbook was presented in part by Benedict Cumberbatch's Rehab Clinic for when you've been addicted. And also by Loincloths by Lionel. Hello, is it these you're looking for? Finding Loincloths will be as easy as Sunday morning. Lighting for the Biscuits and Gravy Show is presented in part by Reggie Watts Light Bulbs. Brighten your day with Watts. And Stationery for the Biscuits and Gravy Show is presented by... Scarlett Johansson Stationery. Make every letter a scarlet letter. Jewelry for the Biscuits and Gravy was presented in part by Pierce Brosnan's Earrings. From gold in eye to gold in ear. Get pierced. And spell checking for the Biscuits and Gravy show is provided by Benedict Cumberbatch's Dictionaries. Have no worries with, with Benedict, Benedict Dictionaries. Wow, what a show we had here, Vincent Fody. Oh. But now it's time for Chuck to prove that he's the smartest buffalo in the room in a little segment we like to call Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo. Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo. Thanks for tuning in to KKU, KKU 88.5, The Voice of Maui. Stay tuned next week on Spotify. Ooh, on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and 88.5 KKU, The Voice of Gravy. And they replay us, of course, at 4 p.m. on Saturdays. <laughs> Ooh, after Home Country. And uh, don't forget to email us your uh, trivia questions. So we have plenty of trivia questions to ask Chuck live on the air. Email your trivia questions to thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. Thanks, Vince. Thanks for filling our listeners here. And before we start the end of the show, before we do Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo, I just want to thank our dear sponsor for today's episode, Macaulay Calkin's Cock Guns. No one handles cock like Macaulay Calkin. Don't remodel your home. Alone. And also by Kenny Loggins Cybersecurity. Trust your logins to logins. Don't let your privacy be in the danger zone. 
Next week on the Biscuits and Gravy Show, we're going to talk about more conspiracies. We're going to check in with our porn stars who got arrested last week. Ooh, more in the news. We're going to have an update on the Sinise just assuming there's going to be a lot more porn stars getting arrested and dying this week? I got the biscuit bump, bro. I can say whatever I want, and I'm right. It just keeps happening. I'm right, baby. (laughs) I don't want to listen to the facts. I just want to know what I believe. I'm like other news. I can predict the news, except I'm right. All right, so you ready for our first question? I'm ready, baby. Our first question comes from Jack in San Jose, California. Jack wants to know, who wrote The Old Man in the Sea? Classic book. Oh, The Old Man in the, the Sea. Old Man in the Sea. Of course, he catch, He finally catches the huge marlin, was it, right? And well, then the sharks come and eat it before he comes in. Before he can get it back to shore, he's dragging uh, it behind him on the boat. Of course, that was Hemingway. That was... Ernest Hemingway. That's a great day read, man. It's a short book. Great day read. There's also a a book about Donald Trump and Melania. It's called The Old Man and the Sea Word. Oh, cool. I thought that was going to be Old Man and the Pea. Mm-hmm. Imagine the Secret Service just puts his hand in warm water every once in a while. <laughs> I bet they do. If I was a Secret Service agent, that's what I'd do. All right. So, Would you dodge a bullet if you were the, the Secret Service? That's the Secret Service. Oh, shoot. Our second question comes from Sally in New York City, New York. She wants to know, <laughs> in the show Doug, what was the name of Doug's neighbor? Oh, my God. It looks like your friend, the heroin addict. Um, no, Skeeter? No, was I his, don't know. His neighbor, the the old the old guy. Oh my god, I don't. I give up. I'll, I'll give you a hint. His name is also an acronym. Not helping. His name is Mister Dink. Oh lordy, Mister Dink and Dink is also. If you remember, Mister Dink, his neighbor, they it, they both had a job and they didn't have any kids. And Dink is an acronym for double, double income, income no, no children. Oh my god. Oh no kids. D i n k double income. I'm no always kids. doing double income no children. Uh, all right, our third question is always a sports question because, as you know, sports is Chuck's Achilles hoof. Ugh. Our third question comes from Katie and Hannah. Katie wants to know. In this 2009 movie, Sandra Bullock adopts a homeless black teen who becomes a football player. What is the blind side? The blind side is absolutely correct. You got two out of three. So she won an Academy Award that year for that movie. Uh, She shouldn't. That movie's garbage, by the way. And that also means that that's the end of our show. (laughs) But she also won a Raspberry that year for another terrible movie that she was in. She was like the crossword sexy person. Miss Congeniality 2 or something like that? No, it was like, it was a crossword puzzle movie. It was not great. There was a crossword puzzle movie that she Yep, with Sandra Bullock. And that's what she won the Razzie for? Yep. I find that hard to believe. Yeah, terrible. I didn't think everything. But she she accepted the Razzie, though, right? She did. All right. Yeah, I'd give her a Razzie. You know, that's it. At least she's a good sport about it, right? She is. Not many people show up to accept their Raspberry Awards. No, she owned it, bro. Good old Sandra Bullock, bro. Yeah. No Sandra Bullocks for her. Well, tune in next week for more gas, more gifts, more gastrointestinal news. <laughs> and from me to you. Hello! Little kisses. Little kisses. Shoot some useful leads, bro. <laughs> <laughs>